Hi everybody, welcome back to my podcast, which is at the corner of peace in mind with your host Trinity Gwen. It has been about two weeks, so I will, you know, catch you guys up a little bit. It wasn't much. Um, I did do a lot of thinking and a lot of processing. Um, didn't do much on Valentine's Day because it was a Tuesday and <laughs> that was that. Uh, my Valentine did give me flowers and we exchanged, I exchanged it his gift and that was that it was just a day inside basically um I was like I said did a lot of processing and thinking and today's episode is going to be very what's the right word you know it's not it's going to be loaded that's what I'm going to say that's actually the perfect word to use it's going to be very loaded today um And I just ask that you guys stay with me and be very patient with me. I may ramble, but you guys, this isn't new to you. If you've been listening for this long, you guys know. Um, The episode's name is Routine, solely because we're going to talk a lot about why we do the things we do. um, And a little bit of changing that routine. It's a little bit in tandem with the last episode we were talking about, about old habits and bad habits. But we're also going to be talking about like an actual routine. You know, like everyone has this, you know, if you're on TikTok, everyone uh, has this affinity to record their routines every day. And some of them can be a little unrealistic to a lot of people. And I think it's important to explain that not everyone should have this exact same routine. And even if you do, it's also okay to fall off of that routine a little bit. I think there's a stigma to finding a right routine and and sticking with it, right? And all of a sudden you fall apart, but that's just how life happens. Everything happens because we're not robots. We don't control everything. Everything is inevitable and nothing is, is stagnant. You can have one day that you have the perfect routine. Everything came out the way exactly how you wanted it. And one thing can alter that. And it's just very important that even though you fell off just for a little bit, even for a while, it's okay. You just bring yourself back up when you feel the time is ready. So that's why uh, I stepped back a little bit, (laughs) even though I had mentioned that you guys, I was going to stay consistent. Mentally, I haven't been, you know, it's like a little emotional turmoil here uh, personally. And it's coming to an end this not the way that you think it is or hope that you think it is it's not like that um I'm fine guys but I have came to the conclusion that I can't keep repeating my same cycles and patterns over and over again for myself for one but also for the people around me you know um but before I get into that, we're gonna I'm just gonna give you the whole rundown of this episode. We will have a message like we always did in the last uh, two because I really like this um, routine because sometimes I feel like I don't close out the episodes the right way and so abruptly. And once I have the message, it, it feels more it feels more finished. So I'm gonna talk about, unrealistic routines and habits um why sticking to your own routine is good a little bit of what I want to do what I plan to do as far as my routine I explain some of my goals um bad routines the fear of being kind and loving to myself and why and a lot of that under the sun because (laughs) we can go into a lot of things so we'll just get started So unrealistic routines, what I notice a lot on TikTok that there's a trend that's like, get ready with me to go X, Y, Z. And there's so many people who have all of these steps that they do with their face alone. They do all of this prep on their face. Then there's the makeup, then there's the outfit, then there's the hair, then there's the food. But we see this and everyone's coming through different walks of life. And personally, sometimes it can make me feel like I'm not doing the best that I can. And sometimes I have to stop myself because I'm not this other person on the screen. I, for a long time, 
would envy the lives of other people. And it was a normal thing. It's a natural thing because everyone wants more of something. So especially in high school, because I think I mentioned this a long time ago, one of my first, one of the first episodes. And my high school had this thing where we would highlight and honor all of the students who went above and beyond in their like hobbies or their crafts, all the mathematics students, all the people who were doing spoken word, all of the dancers, all of the athletes, all the all of the musicians. And it was a collective thing where the people who didn't get any honors or like didn't get any awards or didn't get any recognition, they all felt so bad for themselves. And I understand wanting more for yourself and wanting to be acknowledged and recognized and rewarded. But later, I just realized that I'm not, I I don't like math. (laughs) I don't like, I don't like, I don't like the homework that I get for math. What makes you think I would put time in my, in my day to go and compete for math? That's something that I don't want to do. And when I realized I'm envying things that I don't even want, I realized that that was taking up so much of my space. And yes, some of the things that I mentioned, like musicianship, I'm a musician myself, but I'm a musician in my own, in my own light. I don't need recognition. I don't need approval from anyone else to tell me what kind of musician I am. And the people who I sit next to in class, if they get awarded, they get all these scholarships, that's great for them. And that doesn't make me any less of any musician. And that doesn't make me any less of a person at all. And it took me a long time to realize that because I just kept comparing myself. It's a lot going on in high school. I don't think people take in consideration how much everything goes on in a teenager's mind. It's like... There are so many um, parents of teachers, teachers, <laughs> teenagers. I, I can't specify a specific generation because I, you know, I just can't right now. But it seems like the older generations, I'll say that, have some sort of just. I don't know how to explain it. It they feel like they have to bash teenagers for solely being teenagers because at one point. You had to had understand that being a teenager means you have to have this specific amount of curriculars. You have to take these classes so that once you get into college, you can get into the right college that you want to. You have to kind of know what you want to do for the rest of your life, but it's okay if you don't, but you should anyway. But then you have to figure out what you want to write so that you can get into college, figuring out where you want to go what's limiting you financially, physically, mentally. It's a whole lot going on. And then all of that, you have to go back to sleep and wake up at 7 a.m. so that you can do the whole thing over again. And I just think, because at this point, everyone's gone to high school. Not everyone, but you know what I mean. You've gone to high school at one point. Why is it such an issue? And then what I forget is, yes, generations are very different, and I'm not, you know... I love my generation. I don't care. (laughs) Of course, I I love that we're disruptive. I love that we're breaking generational trauma and we're creating generational wealth for ourselves. I am proud of that. And apparently some people aren't because we're, you know, clocking out of work at the specific time that we asked to work. We're quitting jobs because we can't take, we're not taking anything of our managers anymore. We're not working to, like, a lot of times people stay at a job you know, of course, for the money. But on top of that, if someone's treating me wrong and my manager is doing all these things and they're getting away with it because of the manager, I'm not taking that anymore. And a lot of people of the older generations, they just kind of stick with it because, oh, I've been here for 20 years. I've been here for X, Y, and Z years, and I haven't gotten a raise. No, no, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. And I'm going to like leave off of this because I can talk for this for a long time because I honestly, I forgot the main point where I got to, but, oh, envy, right. <laughs> but knowing that what you want to do and not even not knowing what you want to do is perfectly okay. 
I am not even 20 yet, and I've been told, I've been seeing so many videos and so many people and so many panels and all that, that the 20s is your time to mess up all the time. And I'm not even in my 20s, and I can I can understand that from the side, but I also feel so much pressure of knowing what I need to do at the same time, and I can't let my guard down to save, to, to for the life of me. And it takes a lot of work, but eventually I'll get there. So back to the unrealistic habits. I, um, I think I had said that solely because of what people are doing and what people have. And I have to make use of what I have right now because that's the only thing that's keeping me going. Not the only thing, but what I have right now is solely what I have right now. I can't do anything to change that. And if it's not like 14 steps of, of skincare, I don't really use 14 steps of skincare because using so much on my face, my face alone, that's another thing because so many people have different steps and different routines because it works for them. If it doesn't work for you, then you shouldn't be feeling this way. It doesn't look aesthetically pleasing or it's too short. It doesn't matter. It's yours and you feel content with it. And that's all that should matter. But um, habits that I try to incorporate through my day is still being gentle to myself, taking time because time was very limited to me at one point and I find it so funny how it's it's it, it can be very open and very limited just like that in, in in one instance and you have the power to do that as well um why that's really why sticking to your own routine is very good because if it's your routine it's yours it's not tiktoker name that you can insert <laughs> it's not them because it, it's nice to watch of course it's, it's very satisfying to watch but just remember once you leave that phone whatever you do is what you do so that's that um what I do my plans and my goals I've started adding a little more to have some sort of structure in my life some a little bit of direction I want to read at least one book a month I want to read more, but I feel like one is enough. I think I might, you know, February is a very short month, so maybe two books <laughs> next month. I am in the middle of one book, but I'm like 30 pages in, and February ends next week, and I, you know, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how far I get. Speaking of books, actually, Daisy Jones and the Six. I talk about this book in my YouTube video, in my YouTube channel, there is a YouTube video going to be coming up in the next couple of days. You know, it could be tonight, it could be tomorrow. Just be on the lookout. It's Just Trend. It's Just Trend. <laughs> just my nickname. That's the name. It's not just, it's J-U-S-T Trend. And there's a period there. Um, or Trend. You know, it's one of those. I'm. It's a lot right now. It's a lot going on. So just be on the lookout for that. And I talked about Daisy Jones and the Six, and I was I heard that it was becoming a live action series. And you know when you hear stuff like that, it'll take a while until that actually comes to fruition. But it's it's true. Like I I've seen a snippet of it. Now I just have to find where I can watch it so I can I can watch it and see like oh this is this is kind of from the book because when people make um, adaptations from a book into a, a movie. Their goal isn't to make it ex not exactly like the book, but it's it can be a little off-putting if like the main details are off. Because if you're a bookworm, you'll know that. Um, I think Harry Potter in the book uh, had a different color set of eyes than he did um, in the movies. I think. I'm just checking. Yeah, he was supposed to have, I think he was supposed to have green eyes in the book, but in the movie, his eyes are blue. And I think bookworms really were trying to figure that out and, I mean, I mean really just be, you know, on top of that. Because, like, yes, you can make an adaptation, but make sure, like, the foundation is 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 correct. You can be as, as, as whimsical as you want, but, like, make sure Harry Potter's eyes are green, you know? Um, also... I hope Evelyn Hugo gets into a, a movie or something because if I had to choose if Daisy Jones and the Six 
or the seven husbands of evelyn hugo got its own live action remake or something i would have chose um evelyn hugo because i love that book um <laughs> i think in like the next year or so i'll probably reread it again because if i read it again like simultaneously it's not going to be as fulfilling but uh on to my next goal listen to myself more uh i did that a lot this week i actually cut out a lot of stuff in my life one of them being um my cello lessons unfortunately i don't get me wrong i love playing the cello the cello is such a beautiful instrument like i said but I had no time to myself to really be the musician that I wanted to be. And when I practice and when I learned the trombone, I took out the time to practice. But because time was not gentle to me at all, the only times that I would pick up the cello was at my lesson. And we, me and Nick, my, my teacher would be going nowhere and he understands because he's also a music education major at my school. So he can understand that. And I feel like if I had another teacher, he wouldn't, they wouldn't understand because it's just like, you're learning from, you know, you get it. But I just, I was so upset at myself because I was, it was like the third month of me learning this instrument and I was barely feeling any progress. And I didn't, I didn't want to keep doing that. So I told him that I would come back in the summer and learn when I have, you know, ample, ample time to save, you know, lots of time to, to sit and practice and try new songs and all that. And especially when I'm in a dorm and there's a lot of limitations if you have, you like, you have to be a music major to use the practice rooms and like using stuff after hours and practicing in your dorm is, is such a pain because you have all these people who are just like, hey, could you keep it? No. Um, so we'll come back to that. Uh, take myself out more. I took myself out yesterday and not going to lie. It was a little, it was great. Nonetheless, I, I loved that I had my own day to myself, but it felt so weird because I was so used to tending to other people that I just didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I had an I, I, so much that I had to make my own itinerary because if I just went out yesterday, I would probably just be back in my dorm because I had no idea what I was doing for myself. And most times when I show up for, for class or for a presentation or someone, we're going somewhere, me and my friend are going somewhere, I usually have, you know, an outfit like, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? But I found it like it was really, it was really a small thing for me. When I was trying to show up for myself, you know, I was trying to think of an outfit to take myself out in. It was so difficult finding an outfit for myself, for me. And I always have, you know, some sort of vibe. Even Pinterest wasn't really doing anything for me. And I was just, and I always go to Pinterest to like kind of look, I have to see clothes, you know what I mean? Like I have to look at it like, oh, I like that outfit. Like I obviously don't have all the, the pieces, the articles of clothing on this app. But once I look at stuff and I'm like, oh, this picture, um, the, the shirt on this picture will look nice on the pants on this picture. I think I have something similar to that. Wait, maybe we could switch the, you know, that, that just keeps my brain moving. But it just didn't work for me for some reason. And that's solely because I rarely show up for myself. And once I took myself out, it was, it was nice. You know, that, you know, it was still, you know, in the back of my head that I should be like, I should be doing something for somebody. You know, I should be like, making sure my roommate's okay, making sure my boyfriend's okay, like doing something for my organization or for my little club, you know, something like that. Um, I'm still sniffling, but it's not as cold. Um, it's not as cold in here anymore. But um, I think it is because like, I get a little congested if I talk for too long. I don't know if that happens to everyone. Throat definitely gets dry. I should have grabbed water. I don't know why I didn't do that. I always have water on me. But nonetheless, um, I'll stop and get some if I really need it. But that's that. Um, internships. I'm going to be a junior um, this fall. It's crazy to think about. Um, but 
internships are kind of the realm of a junior so I have to start looking into that and you know it's a little scary to think about but if I search now I will eventually do that there's a lot of things I want to do in the summer one of them being make my portfolio (laughs) I have not made my portfolio in a while I have work you know but I just have to put it somewhere and how I want my portfolio is you know I cannot think of how I want to put myself out there how people want to perceive me because that's very important and how I perceive myself will attract the right people or even attract some people that you don't even want to work with you know that's that's for that goal I really think a a writing workshop like a writing internship would be nice for me because I'm taking a course um I I thought I was going to move on but I'm not (laughs) um I am taking my advertising writing and storytelling class and I really enjoy it it's the part of being because advertising I'll tell you this advertising is very broad and that's why I like it so you can be an advertiser that makes the ads right you can be a consumer insights researcher that works with people that works with real people um to help fit the goals of a brand so that you can bring that with a creative brief for this research to make an ad to make a campaign. You know, you can start all the way from the from the behind behind the scenes. It's not always just like making ads and colors and swaps and stuff like that. You can also be the person who makes the campaign. You know, there are people who make the campaign and people who actually like make, make the campaign, like visual, you know, designing and and graphic design and all that stuff. The people who actually sit down and make those ads, who come up with the wording, who come up with the famous taglines that you always remember, um, those people. And I like that realm. And that's exactly what writing and storytelling is. You work with a brand, you know, you, you learn their, their brand expression their mission statements, who they are as a brand and what they want to give to the table. And you start brainstorming what this product or how you're going to make this product stand out so that you can buy it, you know? (laughs) Um, Since I'm an advertising major, I had to watch the uh, Super Bowl ads because those are the best ones. And a lot of them I saw as an advertising major now, it's just like, mm, I don't know about this. I don't know if I would have bought this. This was boring. Oh, this is kind of making me want to buy Doritos. Um, that kind of thing. And I don't know. It's such a new perspective that this is gonna be this is gonna be your line of work one day. It's with any major. You know, when you watch or you like it's like being a nursing major and then you go to the nurse and you answer all the questions that the nurse is asking you and you're looking like oh this is what I'm gonna be doing in a couple of years from now it's kind of surreal to think about and my last goal for now you know I'll have more I always have goals but my last one is (laughs) take out five articles of clothing a month at first it was a week but I was like whoa pump the brakes trinity if you take out or like donate this that's what I mean if you donate five pieces of clothing a week you're not gonna have any clothes anymore so a month seems fine um you know actually maybe I'll do three to five because I have so much clutter and the majority of the side of my room is it's not it's not terrible you know I'm not living in in filth I'm not look I just had to make that clear but I have so many clothes and not to, to, to toot my own horn, but my roommate calls me a fashion icon, and it's like that for a reason, because I have so many clothes to work with. But there are some clothes that I, you know, like I said, I have a lot of clothes to work with. Some of those clothes I don't even see, you know? And if they're taking up space and I can't think of like, oh, I haven't worn this piece of clothing in a long time, maybe, no, that doesn't apply to any of the clothes that I don't see because I don't see them. And if I don't see them, that must mean they don't really have that much, you know, they don't, they're not really giving to me right now. So (laughs) I feel like it's good to start cleaning out so I can, you know, replace them eventually. I'll replace them eventually. It's, it's good for me to start getting space now so I can get stuff later, later, later. That's what I mean. 
So yeah, those are my goals. Um, as far as, uh, like I said, um, the bad routine, uh, I, talk, I, I talk about being gentle to yourself a lot. But personally, I do so much for so many people and I, it's draining. It's so exhausting. And it's more than just, oh, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should not do that. It's not that at all. <laughs> like, if I could, I would. But um, I quit my job so that I can start therapy. And I'm really excited for it because I have very – I have – um, I have very bad anxiety. It's, you know, a lot of people kind of joke around and make anxiety something for what it's not. But if you don't have it, I mean, everyone has anxiety. Let me, I, I will say that now. I'm not saying everyone doesn't have it. Everyone has a little bit of it. You know, you can get anxious about something, but people who truly have anxiety, you can't stop it. It's just, it's so degrading when someone tells you to like, slow down when you just can't you can't do these things it's just and and I can't stress enough that all of these thoughts that you get because people who have very bad um anxiety tend to rat like over rationalize the irrational thoughts if that makes sense because I think about irrational things obsessively every single day and so many of those thoughts happen from something that just you know it's like a small instance um it's just like for example every single time I get out of my car and I'm with my roommate every single time we leave like we're, we're coming back from parking my car and we're going back into my dorm I we're 30 seconds from walking away from my car Hey, Santi, did I close my door? Is my door, like, did I lock my car? Is my door open? There have been instances where I have, text, I, I have texted somebody to check if my door was open because I couldn't go back to my car, knowing that I closed my door all the time. This is another thing that happens. It's like, it's also, I mean, it's not gross because I know I do it. But in the back of my head, it's just like, you didn't do it. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just one of those things that keep me on my toes all the time. I'm always expecting the worst, and it sucks. Um, screw it, I'll say it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, oh, that's gross. But I know I do it, so it's not gross. I have this thing where when I go to the bathroom, I come back knowing I flushed the toilet. I don't think I flushed the toilet. I leave my room, I go check the toilet. It's flushed, like I said, in my head. But knowing from what's going on, from me leaving the bathroom, it's just like, you didn't flush the toilet. Someone's gonna come in the bathroom and see what you left, and that's gonna be gross. And in my head, I'm like, no, I definitely did, because I heard the toilet flush when I left the door when I washed my hands. No, you didn't. Go check. I check. It's done. There's nothing there. I know, but because, but because of all the anxiety, I can't stop it unless I prove to myself. So many people who have really bad anxiety, it's, I, have general, I have GAD. It's general anxiety disorder. But there are other types of forms. There, there are different forms of it. And it's a general thing. I'm not anxious about, you know, being in the outside world. Because I think that's, I think that's agoraphobia, I think. That's like the fear of, you know, being outside. Let me search that up, actually. What is that? Um, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Agoraphobia. Yeah, fear of places and situations that might cause panic, helplessness, or embarrassment. That's that's an anxiety disorder itself, but I just have the general one. And it truly sucks. There are more things like that, but those are the prime examples. And my roommate tells me this all the time. She's just like, 
she just told me this yesterday. She was like, um, cause I knew, I like, I knew what I had, but she was just like, Trinity, you have general anxiety disorder because no one I know, because while she was talking to me, I had stopped her and I was like, I don't think I flushed the toilet. And she was like, Trinity, no, I, nobody that I know does that. You should talk to someone. <laughs> and eventually I am. I am. Um, that's why I said don't worry in the beginning. But it's just a small thing that people have a hard time to grasp. Um, because I think people use that word so much that it's gotten like, I don't know how to explain it. It's gotten like to a small, like, it's like you're toying with it, you know? Like people were always like, oh, a perfect example. When people have um, mismatch like pens and pencils or something, and then there's a girl who's like, "Oh my gosh, you should put those in alpha like you should put those in alphabetical order and in color because that's getting in the way of my OCD." OCD is not just that. People who have I don't have OCD, but people who truly have OCD truly suffer with OCD. I mean, mate, that's one component, but there are people who have routines every single day that's not just putting books in alphabetical order by size by color these people are like knocking on doors closing one door because it wasn't the right way until it's correct so that they can go about their day sometimes these routines get into way of of what they're actually doing some of these routines take up a lot of their time it's not something to joke about and it's not something that you should just be using lightly that's probably why anxiety is so not frowned upon. It's kind of like a throwaway word. But people who truly have it are truly suffering, just like how people who are like, oh, I got I got a, an F on my test. That makes me so depressed. Like, that's probably not a good example. But, like, people also throw away use depression as a throwaway word mental illnesses as a throwaway word that's why it's taken so long for people to understand that mental health is health like it's not just physical health your mental health is very important to you too because for so long i don't remember a time in the 80s here because i was well obviously i wasn't born in the 80s but i don't remember people born in the 80s talking about taking a mental health day for work all of a sudden, it's happening now. I don't hear about that even in the 90s either. But now, all of a sudden, we've realized that mental health is something very serious. Now it's, now it's important. But people still use that as, like, a joke sometimes. And I don't like it. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I stretched myself too thin. That's why I quit my job. But eventually, I will get a new job, of course, but I gotta take care of me first. I gotta, I gotta put me first, you know? And that's that. Um, when I had my day to myself, it was a small fear because I was being kind to myself and it was something, it was something that was, wasn't fairly new to me. It was just that okay, I'm isolating this day to do something for me. What do I want to do? I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do this day for myself until I figure it out. But that will never happen because I will never figure it out. You know why? Because I have so many other things to do. And I'll just make excuses for myself. And being loving to myself was a very rocky thing to do as well because like I said all those irrational thoughts can kind of get in the way of your self-esteem too because if you're irrational you, something happens like say ex for example you're hanging out with a friend or I'll just give myself an example I'm sorry <laughs> I'm planning on hanging out with a friend right this happens this happens to us all the time but sometimes people take it differently that's I do want to make that a disclaimer so this happened mostly in high school so I'm planning on hanging out with my friends it's Monday hey we should go to this place after school on Friday 
Thursday comes. Hey, we're still up for that, right? On tomorrow, we're still hanging out after school. We're going to X, Y, and Z after school. Yeah, yeah. After school comes. Hey, I have something with this other friend. Um, I won't be able to make it. They hate me. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I resort to. Or even it, it's not even like, hey, I have another thing with I have a thing with this other person. It's maybe even it's just like, hey, um, I can't make today. They're probably, you know, not feeling the greatest, but they won't tell me that. And it's not something that I have to know. But in the back of my mind, it's not that it, it's not that reason at all. It's not because they had a rough day and they don't want to do anything with anyone. That's understandable. But with me, I always thought, oh, they just don't like me anymore. They don't want to hang out with me at all. And the next time we hang out, it's just for pity. That's how I've been thinking for a long time. And I had to break that when people actually wanted to hang out with me because I would always be the one who would initiate things. And when sometimes when that happens now, it's kind of like a, a response, like a trigger. But I have to realize that not everyone is the same. But it's just my feelings are valid. I understand why I feel this way because of what happened in the past. But I got to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But if that is the case, then maybe I should move on, you know? Um, I think also just kind of being by myself, like I talked about in the, the whole quarantine thing, was also something because I had to be alone with myself and I didn't have my, my siblings with me. And it was just me and my parents. And I was just going through something that my, you know, my parents had never gone through, you know, like they've never gone through quarantine for almost a year being a high school student, almost going to college. And my siblings didn't either. So I was just stuck here. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here like, okay, so do I still go to college? Like, do I, do I have to start working? What do I do? Am I still applying? Am I still trying to find myself? Why do I have to find myself if we're in, 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 in an epidemic? Like, what's a pandemic and a, a panoramic? I'm sorry. That's not funny. Um, and it sucked. But eventually I did. A lot of Steven Universe helped me with that. <laughs> um, funny enough, me and my roommate are re-watching Steven Universe, and we're singing all the songs and healing the inner childs of small Santi and small Trinity. And it's, it's very, it's very great. We're like literally going through the entire series, like Steven universe, five seasons, the movie, then Steven universe future. I don't know. I think we're in season five now, actually. Yeah. We took a break. We watched Ponyo last night. Greatest film ever. Uh, it's my, one of my favorite studio Ghibli, studio Ghibli movies. And yeah, um, the fear of being, I keep, I keep forgetting that there are other things that I want to say because a lot of words just kind of resurface um, because everything that I read out from my episode outlines aren't scripted. They're just, you know, talk about this, talk about, you know, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, dash, arrow, side note, you know, stuff like that. Um, it can be so easy to neglect yourself because you've been doing it for such a long time and you don't know how to because, I don't know, you've, like you've never grasped that thought. Like maybe you shouldn't be doing all this extra stuff. And sometimes it's not even extra stuff. It's just like basic things, you know? <laughs> like you're helping your friend um, build something from Ikea. I mean, mm, no, that's a good example. Like, you're helping your friend, but you won't help yourself. You know, that's the thing. Like, you'll show up for your friends or be like, you'll be there. You'll help your friend um, with a bad day, but when you have a bad day, you don't know what to do. You know, something like that. It'll just be like the small things that you'll do for, for your friends and families, relationships, whatever. But will you do it for you? No, because why, why would I do that? I'm here for other people. I think you will hear, actually, in one of my first podcast episodes, 
so I don't know which one, but I know for a fact that I said it. I think in the beginning I said that I was put on this earth to help other people. And now that I've grown a little bit from that, that's not the case at all. You know, I, of course, I love helping people and touching people. That is still the objective of this podcast, to touch people. But that is not my responsibility. Because if I, you know, if I don't touch people, if I don't touch, like, you know, if I don't reach out to everyone, I'm still here. You know, I'm still alive. I didn't die because I didn't fulfill what I thought I was going to do. And that's why it's not true. Um, all of what I, what I do is, is also being a people pleaser and knowing if you know someone who is a people pleaser and if you are the people pleaser and you start to heal from that, you learn that when you start to heal from that, you're left with so much anger and you realize you're so angry at yourself because you weren't listening to yourself. You listened to everyone else about everyone else's is responsibilities and you help them with that responsibility but your head your own voice you didn't listen to that yourself and you were angry and sometimes you get angry at the people who are around you who don't do the same thing for you you get upset because all of the stuff that you ever done for people they will not reciprocate the same thing and some of those people you don't need in your life <laughs> I'll say that but there are also some things that are like People pleasing shouldn't be a job. It shouldn't be like your lifestyle. That is not what you should be doing at all. And of course you're left with anger, but you, at that point, you don't even know where to put it. You can't put it on someone cause that's illegal. Um, <laughs> and you can't put that on yourself because that's, that's, that's detrimental. That's detrimental to you. And you just, you just have to be content with it. Not be content with it, but you just, okay, you're angry. So what do we do with it? You know, that sort of feeling. Um, I've also started to learn to be a little selfish because as, a, as someone who has been a people pleaser for so long, it's so re like refreshing to start being a little selfish. Like I said, it is a little hard to grasp being there for you instead of other people. But some days you're more selfish than, than the other days. You know, you may not want to, you may not feel weird. I mean, you may feel weird about taking yourself out to get your nails done one day. But the next day you're like, man, I'm going to take myself out to eat. I deserve it. You know, stuff like that. It's, it just depends on the day. It doesn't even have, nothing doesn't even have to happen for you to think about that. Um, I'm going to do all this stuff for me because I deserve it. And if no one's going to reward me for what I do or acknowledge me for what I do, then I'm going to do it myself. And that's not and that's not even a bad selfish. That's a good selfish because I haven't shown up for myself in so long. And there are some people who don't recognize that. And that should be... That should be important. I'm not crying. I, like I said, it's still a little, like, congestion. Not congestion. I'm not sick, but still. But back to what I was saying. I'm going to window shop. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm not going to answer anybody. I'm not going to go to this to this event because I'm not feeling it. And that's going to be okay. Because you know what? It's not going to – It's it's – it's not going to matter in the next 20 minutes. I've started to learn to do that myself. If you've gotten a bad grade, this is perfect. You know what I mean? This is a perfect example. Say you got a bad grade. It doesn't even have to be a test. It can be an assignment. It doesn't matter. Just apply it to what you want. And you're looking at this grade. And we, a lot of people in high school have done this too. So I don't even have, I don't even think I have to explain that to you guys. But, um... <laughs> I, you get this, you get a bad grade. Just think of, just think of it. Just ask yourself in the next hour, is this going to mean anything? No, then you shouldn't worry about it right now. You know, a lot of things I do, I'd be like, oh, I forgot to call these people. Is that going to matter in the next 10 minutes? 
No, you're going to be doing homework in the next 10 minutes, so why worry about it? Or is this going to have any any relevancy to you in the next week? No, it's just going to be gone right now. Perfect. Try not to worry about it so much. And that's helped a lot actually. And I hope that I hope that works out for you as well because that truly you know, I just thought, you know, the whole who cares thing is like a little bit um I don't know how to explain it. I thought saying who cares was like kind of a negative way, like, oh, I care. No, it's like actually, who cares? Like if you forgot to do your laundry today, is that going to matter? Do you have something to do that's in like is one of the piece of clothing that you do you really need that? Is it going to matter? No, because you already have clothes that you can wear tomorrow. You could just do the laundry tomorrow. And if you forget to do your laundry tomorrow, you could do it the next day after that. And you could do the laundry whenever you want to. Cuz who cares? That doesn't like it who who's going to who's who's going to sit and tell you, "Hey, you should be doing your laundry at this specific who no one it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah. I say but yeah a lot. That's starting to be one of my filler words. I should not start using that. I am an advertising major. I am a, in a humans communication course. I have a speech to do on Monday. It's about how music is a universal language and I should not be filling my spaces with ums and but yes and and ands. No, that should not happen. I will learn that habit somehow, but it's going to take a long time. So being proud of myself as well. I forget how much of a good person I am and a good student. I'm a good roommate. I'm a good girlfriend. I'm a good sister. I'm a good aunt to a certain extent. You know, being an aunt at like, eight because <laughs> my sister made me an aunt at eight wasn't like okay I can't really do much for you because we're both kids I can't be like your bad influence because I'm 400 miles away you know I can't give you advice on girls because I'm in high school so <laughs> like it's 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 that but I eventually come back to me when I'm like in my 20s I will probably be a really good aunt but being a good daughter I hope um, I do really well. I've got great grades. I am a creative person. I make sure, I try. I try to make sure to reach out to you guys and talk about things that I want to talk about. I make things for myself because I think it's fun. I'm a great musician. I love to write. I think I'm a really good writer. I love music. Like, I just said I was a musician, but just loving music as a craft and an art is very different. Um, <laughs> I What else? I'm just trying to, you know, be selfish right now. I love advertising. I thought I would never get to a point where I love to do something. I love, I love being an advertising major. I love my community. I love my people. I love what we do. I love being a part of that. I love just so much stuff. I love Steven Universe. I, I I am so passionate about everything that I'm passionate about, and it's one of my many traits. And if anyone who gets in the way of that, who dims your sparkle, they should not be there, honestly. Um, it took me a long time to realize that, but that is very 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 important and so far i think that's all i have in my outline let me make sure let me look in my backup notes <laughs> oh yeah i hope this was very because i wanted this yeah this this episode was definitely very transparent i am not as transparent with a lot of people but it's perfectly fine i have this thing that I want to do on it's in like April it's a kayaking trip 
it's a, like a beginner friendly kayaking trip and I don't know I feel like I have an event to do that day but something tells me that I should not go to the event and I should just be going on that kayaking trip because I love to kayak the first time that I ever went kayaking was when I went to an away camp for marching band and I think we were there for like three days I don't know it was a couple of days that's all I know it was more than a day and one day we had a recreational time because we had been working on our show for so long so we had I think about it was either two to three hours of recreational time that's like you could do whatever you could even take a nap if you want you could practice you could go on a hike but I decided to go kayaking with my friends and I had never gone hike kayaking before and you know, it was a little scary because it was like, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to swim. So what's going to happen? We all went together in the one or two kayaking and I went on one and I just started watching what everybody was doing because some people knew how to kayak. My friend Mateo, he knew because I think he had went with his brother and I think he was also I think he's also an Eagle Scout. Yeah. I don't know if he still is. I don't know how old you have to be to stop being an Eagle Scout. But at that time, he was an Eagle Scout. So he would start rowing, and I would watch him. He was going really fast, but I couldn't. I'd slow down. Um, and all my friends around me, they took pictures. There's a picture of me with, like, green feeding braids. I, that's the That was the part of my high school life where I was just going wild with colors because my mom would let me dye my hair. But look at me now with dyed locks. Um yeah there's a picture of me and it's really nice it's like one of those things that are like those pictures that you see that your kids will look at and they're like oh is this mom yeah I went kayaking back in uh 2019 (laughs) with my friends that was a marching band camp what's camp that would scare me that would scare me if I have kids and like camp just doesn't is not an, an, an idea anymore because the generation we're the gen z is the generation that grew up with the birth of technology like we're as old as the technology like we're older than the first iphone but we still have a grasp on technology gen a the generation after us are born with the new age technology so if it's at a point where it's like okay, I'm going to put my SD card in my brain so I can go to school. Like, if it's something like that, that would be frightening. We were, like, the last generation to truly not have, like, technology, te- like, real technology. Me and my roommate were – me. And, why do I keep saying me and my roommate when my roommate was on the show? Me and Santi, I saw this TikTok with her, and I, I, I asked her. I, I was like, did you see that TikTok with Tony? Um, Tony Stavaki, he's very funny if you don't know who he is. I'm sure everyone knows who he is. And it was a TikTok of him. I don't know if it was a sister or just a relative. She was a little girl. And he asked her, um, pretend being on the phone. She had her full palm like on her hand. And Santi was looking at me. She was like, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. We're the last generation to pretend that a banana is a phone like we're the last person to make like you know how like surfers are like gnarly they put it to your ear we're the last generation to do that that's so crazy to me or like pretend to take a picture they like have their palm open and they like they like press on their palm you gotta do like the the like the little close your eye and take a picture we're the last generation to do that and small little things like that are starting to make me feel old you know what I mean it's very weird to grasp that because I'm like that's just so dumb like no you gotta like you know like a landline pick it up maybe even like do the little turn thing with all the you know like I don't know how to call it the little like when you put the number and you gotta stretch it I don't know how to explain that but you guys should know what I'm talking about (laughs) and you go on the phone you talk on the phone there's no way that your shoulder should be on your ear like I get it but no like it's it's the banana it's like the banana thing that's so scary I don't know what 20 I don't even know what 2050 is gonna look like I'm gonna be 47 
Wow, that's something. <laughs> Imagine like it's 2099 and my grandkids will be like, like actually no, because I actually, oh, I forgot I told Santi this. Like we were talking, we were still talking about this. And I was like, yo, we're literally walking museums. You know what I mean? Because all the people who were born from like 2000 to 2003, maybe four. But we're just like, we're the new millennium. I think that's the right word. Like we're the new, like that's us. That's us. We're the new millennium. And it's 2099, about to be 2100. And the grandparents are like, can you talk about how it's gonna be so scary i don't know that's so weird it's 2100 and they'll be like my grandma was born in 2003 i'm tired (laughs) i'm exhausted um but that is all that i had actually i checked all of my you know checked all my dots Um, yeah, I have the message, like I mentioned, and I will read that. I just have to pull it up. It is from a book. This time I actually have the book and the title, and it is from You Will Feel Whole Again by Parm Casey. That's the book. You Will Feel Whole Again. You Will Feel Whole Again by Parm Casey. Yeah. Um, so here goes. There's no sense in me telling you that you'll be okay because right now I know you won't believe me. You'll think I just don't know how you feel or that I have been hurt as deeply as you have or that I simply couldn't put myself in your shoes. None of this is true, but I'm not here to convince you. So I'll tell you something else instead. I'll tell you that you'll make it through this day, today. I'll tell you that if you take breath after breath, put one foot in front of the other and move forward even in the tiniest way that you will make it through this day. I'll tell you that when you go to bed tonight, you should feel proud of yourself for facing the day and facing yourself and mentally preparing yourself to do it all over again tomorrow. I'll tell you that even if you try to make it through the day, each and every day, eventually it won't feel so arduous. Eventually, both the morning and your heart won't feel so heavy. Eventually, you will feel whole again. So yeah, that's the message. And I was really hoping that this <laughs> this whole episode would be about an hour, but we are on 57 minutes and 55 seconds. I was just trying to make it go on an interval. Um, so I'm kind of in between if I should make this all the way out or if I should not. Okay, screw it. <laughs> that was the message. I'll I'll end up with that. Um but truly, I don't have anything else that I want to say. Uh all the stuff that I said was true and being transparent is very important sometimes because if you're not being true and honest, then you're kind of putting up a facade. To me, that's to me at least. And that's that. You know, I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. (laughs) I am going to go and I'm going to edit this YouTube video that hopefully that you guys will see in the next day or two. Who knows if I pump this out today, that will be amazing. So be on the lookout for that. Let me I actually have my phone. This probably will be an hour. (laughs) So I'm just making sure that my YouTube video, my channel is the right one. It's trend. It's just T-R-E-N period. Um, be on the lookout for that. I have like mm, two videos up talking this. That's like my knit and chat. Ep- that's my knit and chat series where I just talk about anything. It's just like this podcast, but visual and I knit, but it will eventually be like craft and chat because I finished that scarf that I was doing in those two episodes and we'll figure it out. We will figure it out together, but to, give you like a little tidbit or a little premiere it is a get ready with me slash like vlog but like I said in the beginning 
routine is your routine. I was just doing my makeup and that was my routine. And it was very simple. So <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, all aesthetically pleasing and all that stuff. It wasn't, it just, it was just mine. And you were following me along with what I did in the day and it felt great. And that's it. We made it to an hour and <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for listening and thank you for always being patient with me. And I will see you guys when I see you. Bye.